Good morning, Cathedral of Faith. How is everybody doing? We're about to have an amazing time together, and I can't think of a better way to start off Christmas season here at Cathedral of Faith with this amazing choir right behind me. I see a lot of happy, proud mom and dad faces and grandparents out there. Thank you so much for allowing your children to lead us into worship today. So thank you so much for that. And I hope that we can all put our hands together and lift our voices in thanksgiving and welcome this amazing Cathedral Christmas Children's Choir.
Cathedral of Faith. Can we one more time give our Cathedral Christmas Children's Choir a great big thank you. Let's follow their lead today. Can we all stand to our feet? Can we put our hands together? And let's worship our Savior today. Sometimes we're so busy during the holidays doing this and that, and it's so wonderful, it's great. But I think maybe one of the most important things we could do is stop and listen. Stop and remind ourselves what all this hustle and bustle really is all about. 
But Father, we pause in the midst of this celebration to remind ourselves that it's not about our presentation of you, but it is about the very presence of you. So Father, I pray in this simple moment of silence that you would speak to us, that you would set our hearts in a proper posture before you. I pray, Lord, that today it would be humility bowing at the feet of divinity. Humble our hearts, God, as we exalt you. May we decrease so that you may increase. And God, when you do that, and we allow you to do that in our hearts, our faith grows and it gets big, and our hope increases, our perspective changes, and our faith is strengthened. And I pray, Lord God, that in the midst of all this celebration, all this season, that we as your people would take the time to pause and make sure you're at the center of it all. So we love you, we bless you, and we respond with a shout of praise in the sanctuary. All of God's people shouted, amen and amen. One more time, can we put our hands together? Go ahead and lift your voice and somebody just shout hallelujah. You are worthy.
as we all stand in the presence of the Holy Spirit through your praise and worship. Like the star of Christmas, the elements that you hold in your hand, well, they're powerful reminders and that lead our lives back to Jesus. That if we choose to believe in him, well, he could be your wonderful counselor. That he could be your everlasting father. That he can be and he shall be your prince of peace, your mighty God. So in his word, he says he took the bread and he broke it. He lifted up to the father giving thanks and he said, this is my body which will be broken and given up for you. And when you eat of it, remember me. Remember that with Jesus, you can be made whole. Let's eat of the body of Christ together. Then in the same way, he took the cup. Again, he lifted up to the Father and he said, this is my blood. It'll be shed for you and for all so that sins will be forgiven. And when you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Remember that with Jesus in you, well, all things can be possible through you. Let's drink of his promise together. Yes, and to seal this time of Holy Communion, let's declare the affirmation of faith together. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. For great is our God and greatly is he to be praised. I am his child. I am an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Therefore, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The weapons of my warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of enemy strongholds. I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious because I walk by faith and not by sight. And greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome to the Cathedral of Faith, everyone. We're a place where everyone is welcome. Nobody's perfect, where the love is lived out and where anything and everything is because we serve the bright morning star. So before you're seated, tell somebody, I'm gonna follow the star. Welcome Cathedral family and a great welcome to our first time guests. If you are a first time guest or you have been attending with us, take this card out that you see in front of your seat, scan the QR code. It will help you get connected with any first time guest questions, online giving, prayer requests, and much more. We will love to stay connected with you. Christmas is almost here and there are a few ways that you can help out and volunteer. We have the tour drive happening next week on December 18th at 12.30 p.m. If you would like to volunteer, reach out to the church office for more information. We also have the Celebration of a Love food giveaway that will begin December 23rd from 9 to 12 p.m. If you would like to volunteer, you can check in that morning in the Reaching Out lobby. 
Christmas weekend service is happening soon and there are three different options to celebrate Christmas together. All of the three services are the same. No difference between Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Christmas Eve, we have two services, one at 5 p.m. and then one at 7 p.m. On Christmas Day, we have one big service at 11 a.m. Hope to see you all at one of our Christmas services. We have a star ornament giveaway happening right now. All you have to do is download the Cathedral app on your phone, go to one of our guest centers, show them the app on your phone, and redeem your ornament. Well, Cathedral family, that wraps up our announcements for today. Follow us to stay connected with us on all of our social media platforms, call the office, look at our website, or download our church out for more information. We will love to stay connected with you. We are a church where anything is possible, and the love is definitely lived out. Until next time, everybody, Merry Christmas. Thank you, Anquisha. Didn't our kids do a great job opening service today? It's not Christmas until the kids sing. And I want to give a shout out to our COF kids. Not only do they minister music, but you can see up on the screens, our Christmas trees in the foyer, they made all those little stars that are hanging out there as a reminder of their love for us and our love for them. We love our kids and we're so grateful for them. And so make sure that you make your way to the lobby after service, not only to see the beautiful trees with our kids' ornaments, but also there's an entire marketplace out there with flowers and food and all kinds of things for you to look at. And we also wanna make sure that you visit our Bethlehem interactive immersive experience. We believe Jesus wants to show up and speak to you. I saw so many people coming out this morning with just tears in their eyes of what God did in them. And I encourage you after service, make your way to let's go to Bethlehem. Well, there's so many emotions at this time of year. It's a time for celebration and hope and joy and anticipation, but it can also be a time of year with grief and loss as we come to this time of celebrating what God's done, but also coming into this season with people that will no longer celebrate with us. But there's a powerful scripture I wanna share with all of us that comes in this moment. It comes in Revelation and here's what it said. It says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And we can hear that and say, oh, that's great. He was, he is, he'll be in the future. But that last section there, who is to come, really in the original language, it's a little different. It says, who is continually in the process of coming. Jesus is constantly wanting to come to us now. Whether you feel far from him, whether you're at your peak season or whether you're lowest season, he was, he is, and he wants to continually come to us even now. As we come to this season knowing that Jesus wants to show up and work in you. It's a time of year in which we celebrate God's faithfulness, but also we look back and celebrate lives that won't be with us this year. Jack and Isabel and Carmen and Veronica and... Emily and Carlos and so many others. But we know this, Jesus shows up to minister life. He comes to speak into us. And aren't you glad that we don't have joy just centered in trees and lights and we just don't have our lives centered in grief and sorrow, it's centered in Jesus. Can we just give him thanks and praise for his faithfulness? 
You see, Jesus is the reason why we have the outreaches and the ministries we have. He's the reason we do what we do. In fact, we have two great outreaches coming up. We have our toy drive and we have our food giveaway. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you bringing these out for us. We're about to bless people who are going through loss. They've lost the ability to provide for their children. They've lost jobs. They've lost homes. They've lost all kinds of things. And you get to be part of bringing Jesus to them during this holiday season. Now, we are believing God for $60,000 so we can give out food to thousands of families, give out thousands of toys. $60,000 is what we're believing for. Do you think that's possible? If you said yes, then I want you to hear the next thing. So far, we have $14,429 that we've given. Can we give God thanks for that? So here's what we need. We need you to say yes to being part of the other $45,000 that we need so that we can be a blessing to those who are walking through a difficult season. And you can do that in a variety of ways. You can go online. Those of you watching online, thanks for being here. You can write out a check and mail it to us, drop it by the office. The ushers have envelopes after service. You can drop it off. You can text the number on the screen. We need you to step up. In addition to your regular tithes, take this opportunity to say, I wanna be a blessing during the holiday season. We're so grateful for this opportunity we have to be Jesus, amen? amen? He was, he is, and he's continually wanting to come to us even now. Well, we have a great privilege this morning to have our hearts opened and expanded as a special group of people. The Silicon Valley bagpipe team come to minister to us. Let's welcome them as they come.
Let's hear it for the Scottish bagpipes. Well, the highlight of this whole moment is the word of the Lord that comes forth. Pastor Ken begins a new series entitled, Follow the Star. And who's the star? Good, you got that right. So open your hearts and prepare yourself as the word of the Lord is brought forth in power. Let's welcome Pastor Ken as he comes. It's Christmas at the cathedral, and I'm standing on Mount Hamilton in front of the Lick Observatory. And it's cold, it's very cold. I mean, whose big idea was it to tape up here anyway? Well, James Lick, he was a real estate mogul, the wealthiest man in California of that time. And when he was thinking about what he wanted to build to, well, so people would remember him, at first he wanted to build a pyramid, but his buddies, instead talked him into building an observatory. Thank God for friends who can talk some common sense into you. Can somebody say amen to that? Hallelujah. Well, when it was built in the 1800s, it was the pinnacle of technology. Perhaps the roots of Silicon Valley actually begin up here. It was the world's first permanent mountaintop observatory. It had the world's largest refractory telescope at that time. And today, the University of California owns it, and students from all the different campuses come up here to study the heavens. And as we dive into the story of Christmas, that's who we run into. We run into students of the stars. We call them wise men, and they were schooled in science and medicine and philosophy but they really specialized in the heavens. They charted and tracked the movement of the stars. And one night, there's a phenomenon that shows up in the heavens, a unique star. And that star moves them to a journey. And that journey takes them to the real star of Bethlehem, Jesus Christ. Let's join them this season on that journey. Hello, Cathedral family. Amen. It's great to see everybody. Thanks so much for joining us, whether you're on site or online. We love our online community. God is good. And all the time. And just in case you're not sure what time of year it is here at Cathedral, would you look at my shoes? Can you see these? It's Christmas time at the cathedral. And it's always a very special time here at Christmas. And this year, I'm so excited as we follow the star this Christmas season. I'm gonna invite you, if you would, to stand with me, please. And we're going to look at Matthew chapter two. I'm gonna read the scripture and follow along. Matthew chapter two, the story of the wise men. It starts off this way. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. 
This happened while Herod was the king of Judah. After Jesus' birth, wise men from the east. The wise men were from the east side. (laughs) So the wise men from the east side, they come to Jerusalem. And they ask, where is the child who has been born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose. Now we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard about it, he was very upset. And everyone in Jerusalem was troubled too. Because when the king ain't happy, nobody's happy. The story continues. Jesus, uh, so Herod called together all of the chief priests of the people. He also called the teachers of the law. He asked them where the Messiah was going to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. This is what the prophet had written. He said, but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah, certainly not the least important among the towns of Judah, a ruler will come out of you. He will rule my people Israel like a shepherd. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men. He found out from them exactly when that star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem. He said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report it to me. Then I can go and worship him too. Yeah, right. Would you say that with me? Yeah. Say it with a little attitude. Yeah, right. We know what you're up to, Herod. The story continues. After the wise men had listened to the king, they went on their way. The star they had seen when it rose uh, ahead of them, it finally stopped over the place where the child was. It's amazing. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. The wise men went to the house. There they saw the child with his mother, Mary. They bowed down. And they worshiped him. And they opened their treasures. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But God warned them in a dream not to go back to Herod. So they returned to their country country on a different road. They went home a different way. As we follow the star today, it takes us to the big idea of revelation. Father, thank you so much for how you're at work in this place. Thank you for all of these wonderful folks who are here today, those who are online. They've created space to come and meet you in this moment. Cathedral family and friends, and I pray, God, in the next few minutes that you would speak to us. A lot of things will be said. Help one thing. What do we need to be said to us? Start with me, that I'll receive it, I'll hear it, I'll own it, and I'll leave here. Tomorrow will be different because I've met you in this place and you're transforming my life in the best kind of way. That's our heart, that's our desire. All God's people said, can we give God praise, amen, hallelujah. Oh, before you're seated, give somebody a great big Christmas smile. Go ahead and do that. Good news of great joy is what we celebrate. I want you to think with me about how God reveals himself 
to us. How does God reveal himself to us? Well, first of all, God reveals himself through creation. Look to the sky. You know what would be great is if I could just have a night sky in here. That would be so very cool to have a night sky. How about a hand for our creative arts team? They just have a way of anticipating (laughs) what I want. I heard about these two friends. They went camping. It was a beautiful night sky. They set up their tent. They went to sleep. And in the middle of the night, one of the friends woke up. And he nudged his buddy and said, look up and what do you see? His buddy said, whoa, I see stars and planets. The glory of the creation of God. That's what I see. And then he asked his friend, what do you see? And his friend said, I see that someone has stolen our tent. Where did it go? It's not there anymore. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear, when you look up at the sky, well, Psalm 19 puts it this way. It says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. And this is what happens to the wise men. They look up to the sky. In a sense, they hear a voice. They're a voice coming to them from the heavens. A star shows up that's different. Was it a star that was natural? Was it a star that was supernatural? We can't be sure about the nature of the star, but we are very sure about the purpose of the star. Everyone knows what a birth announcement is. I saw this one item of clothing, and in it, on it was a birth announcement. You can see it up here. It says, Mommy tested positive, but not for COVID. Due October 2021. I thought that was pretty clever. You know, two or three months ago, my daughter made an announcement. She made a video and shared it on social media with her friends Look at the screens and see if you guess, can guess what this means. What that means is she's going to have a baby and she's going to have a little girl. Oh boy, I can't wait. Did I hear my wife just say hallelujah? <laughs> Oh, my. So we know what a birth announcement is. And that's what this star is. It's an announcement that the greatest baby in the history of the world is about to be born. Now, in the ancient days, they believed that when a significant leader was born on earth, something would show up in the heavens. And so God meets them right where they're at. And they see a star, and that star is a birth announcement. One of the early church fathers, a man by the name of Origen, wrote this in the second century. He wrote, 
If then at the commencement of new dynasties or on the occasion of other important events, there arises a comet or any similar celestial body, why should it be matter of wonder that at the birth of him who is to introduce a new doctrine to the human race and to make known his teaching, not only to Jews, but also to Greeks, that a star should have arisen. God gives us a star, and that star is a birth announcement. If you look at the sky and have eyes to see, you can learn something from God. You can learn something about God. In Romans chapter one, we read this. It says, since the creation of the world's God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature had been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. So what if this season, you and I look up at the sky and we see the star that is closest to us, the sun. The sun is really amazing. If it was just a little bit further away from us, we would freeze to death. If it was just a little bit closer to us, we would burn to death. It had to be in just the exact place for there to be life on our planet. What a coincidence. Yeah, right. If there's intelligent design, there is an intelligent designer behind that design. Can we give God praise? Amen. He is the creator. Now, if you'd like to take a trip to travel to the sun, it'll take you 19 years. And if you weighed 150 pounds when you left Earth, when you land on the sun, you will weigh 4,200 pounds. No joke. I think I'll stay here. I have enough trouble with my weight already. <laughs> but here's what I really want you to see. Did you notice today that the sun came up? The sun came up today, it came up yesterday, it came up the day before. In fact, the sun is so reliable, I looked up on the weather app, and here's when the sun is gonna come up tomorrow, at 7, 12 a.m., and every time the sun comes up, it tells us something about the nature of God, that you can depend on God, that you can rely on God that God is faithful. God is faithful in the past, God is faithful in the present, and God will be faithful in the future. Can somebody say amen to that? Hallelujah! In fact, this was so much in my spirit. If you are going through a season of uncertainty right now in your life, I mean, it feels like you're standing on jello. And you just have no idea what the future's gonna be like. There's uncertainty at work, or uncertainty with your home, or uncertainty with your finances, or uncertainty with your health. You're just not sure what is gonna happen. I invite you today to place your feet back on the solid rock. His name is Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In fact, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. 
I want you to set your alarm one day this week, get up early and watch the sun come up. And as you watch that sun come up, know that God will be faithful to you today, tomorrow, the next day. Hallelujah. That in this season of uncertainty, he is the one sure thing in your life. In fact, the Bible says this. It says, even if we are unfaithful, he remains what? He remains what? For he cannot deny who he is. God is faithful. Every time the sun comes up, let it remind you of that. Let's give him praise for his faithfulness. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's bring the lights back up and move on to the next way that God reveals himself. God reveals himself through creation, and he also reveals himself through scripture. Look at the scripture. When the wise men ask about this newborn baby, they follow the star to the religious center, Jerusalem, and they ask about where the new king has been born, and the religious leaders then, what they do is they look at the scriptures, and they find a prophecy that was written hundreds of years earlier about this new king that would someday show up. In, the, in Micah uh, chapter 5, verse 2, we read, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, are the smallest town in Judah. Your family is almost too small to count, but the ruler of Israel will come from you to rule for me. His beginnings are from ancient times, from long, long ago. So follow this. The wise men follow the star to the scripture. And the scripture is what takes them to Bethlehem. And there's a message in that. Creation will only take you so far in your journey with God. It has much to say, but you'll only hear so much from creation. You need more than general revelation. You need special revelation. You need the scripture to get you to Bethlehem. You need the scriptures. There was a, a family who was visiting a church for the first time, and the minister got up and he said, you know, if you need a Bible, we have Bibles you can use in Spanish and in English. And they had a little boy, and the boy said, oh, mom, mom, I want one of the Spanish Bibles. And the mom said, you can't read Spanish. He said, mom, I can't read English. I want the Spanish Bible. <laughs> the scriptures. The scriptures are what will take you to Bethlehem. They really will. The value of the scriptures is put this way by the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 2. He writes, there's nothing like the written word of God for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful, useful. Say that with me, useful. Say it again, useful, one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way, through the word, we are put together. I need to be put together. Through the word, we are shaped up. I need to be shaped up. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the task that God has for us. 
The Bible is useful. It really is. It's an old book, but it's not an outdated book. When you think about the nature of the Bible, think about the purpose that a lamp serves. I brought this light from home, and well, when you have a lamp, it helps to show you the way. The Bible helps to light up the way, the way to strengthen your marriage, the way to raise your kids, the way to manage your finances. See, the Bible shines a light. It shines a light on the truth about yourself, on the truth about God, on the truth about eternity. See, the Bible, it illuminates the path, the pathway to your purpose, the pathway to peace, and even the pathway to more hope. Could you use some more hope in your heart? We just walked through. Yeah, let's give God praise for what the Bible does. We've just been through a very difficult two years. Uh, I saw this one meme, and in the meme, a time traveler asks, what year is it? And he hears 2020, and this is the look that he has on his face. Not too crazy to be in 2020. And yet we've lived it. We've walked through it. And boy, 20, these last two years have had a way of knocking hope right out of our hearts. And yet, and yet, researchers found an interesting connection between the scripture and the level of hope in your heart. In fact, the Harvard Human Flourishing Project did a study, and this is what they learned about the connection between reading scripture and the level of hope during the pandemic. On a scale from one to 10, those who read the Bible three to four times a year, they scored 42 on their level of hope. Those who read the Bible monthly, they scored 59 on their level of hope. Those who read the Bible weekly, they scored 66 on their level of hope. But those who read the Bible several times a week, they scored 75 on their level of hope. In other words, if you need more hope in your heart this season, open up the Bible, turn to the scripture, and dive once again into the Christmas story. And in that story, you will find words that the Holy Spirit uses to increase the level of hope in your heart. Words like this in Isaiah 7, 14. The virgin is going to have a baby. She will give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Would you say that with me? God with us. Say it again. God with us with us, talk about increasing hope in your heart. God is with me. God is with me. I may be surrounded, but God is with me. I may have giants I'm facing, but God is with me. Evil may be knocking at my door, but God is with me. And if God is with me and God is for me, who can be against me? Talk about having hope in your heart, believing of it, 
own it. Declare it. Hallelujah. God is with me. Say that with me. God is with me. Tell your neighbor, God is with you. Let that get a hold of your heart. Boy, I'm getting fired up today. Watch out. All right. Must be these shoes I'm wearing. Amen. <laughs> so how does God reveal himself to us? You know, look at creation. Whoa. Has a lot to say. Look at the scripture. It matters. And then finally, look at the son. God reveals himself to us through the son. There's this one comic called Family Circus. And in it, there's a little girl and she's setting up the nativity scene. And what she does, she sets up the wise men, she sets up the shepherds, and then she takes baby Jesus and she holds him up high. And this is what she says. Here he is, the star of Bethlehem. And it seems to me she has it right, that Jesus is the real star of Bethlehem. He is. Isn't that something? The story starts with a star and it ends with a star. Jesus is the real star of Bethlehem. He's not just a star. There are those who look at Jesus and they believe he's a star, a star among many other stars. For example, in Islam, they teach that Jesus, well, about the birth of Jesus. They teach about the virgin birth of Jesus. They teach that Jesus was a great prophet, that he was a star among many stars. But if you really want to know who Jesus is, you got to raise the telescope up a little higher. 2,000 years ago, look into the heavens and watch as the divine son steps out of eternity and into time and comes to earth as a flesh and blood baby. What kind of step is that? It was a striking step. When Jesus went to the cross, that was a striking step. But don't miss what a striking step it was when Jesus steps down from heaven and comes to earth as a flesh and blood baby. Can you see why he is the real star? He's not just a star. He's the star, the star of all stars. In fact, yeah, let's give him praise. Amen. Hallelujah. In fact, Speaking of stars, there's a rock star, one of the biggest rock stars in the world. He was being interviewed about the incarnation. And look at what he says. He says, the idea that God had to explain himself is amazing enough that he would seek to explain himself by becoming a child. I just thought, wow, what more can you really say? And it's true, Bono. What more can you say? Hebrews chapter one, verses two to three says, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, who is the exact representation of his being. When you look at the real star of Bethlehem, Jesus Christ, you don't have to be in the dark anymore. You can know today who God really is and what God is really like. That in Jesus, we find the ultimate revelation of God himself. In John chapter 1, verse 18, we read this. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, 
who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, he has made him known. When you look at the star, you can see the light. Jesus is the ultimate revelation of God, the real star of Bethlehem. Can we give him praise one more time? Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, we exalt you. Our World of Arts team is going to get things ready behind me as we're going to do one final song, and it's a powerful song. But before we do that, you know, one of the ways Jesus described himself in the book of Revelation, Jesus says, I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright and the morning star. The bright and morning star. Say that with me. The bright and morning star. The morning star is the star that shows up just before sunrise. It's a signal that a new day's on the way. And maybe that's where you're at. Maybe you say, boy, Pastor Ken, I sure could use a new day. A new day in my marriage, a new day with my children, a new day with my finances. I could use a fresh start. One of my favorite ministries, I know I shouldn't have favorites as a pastor, but it is. I'm human. One of my favorite ministries is our Good Samaritan ministry. What they do is they work with people who are getting out of being incarcerated and help them to reintegrate into society so they can have a fresh start, a new day for them. And here's a testimony from that ministry. Hello, my name is Jason. I was in prison for 19 consecutive years. By way of God's sovereignty, a relative that put me in, a relative put me in touch with Julian and David Merez of the Good Samaritan Project. I began to correspond to the program, and upon my release in 2017, we were introduced and connected. Our relationship and the care that this program provided served to be instrumental in my success of reintegration into society. Good Samaritan Project has been there every step of the way in one form or another. I was provided support such as housing to a faith-based home, positions that allowed me to grow and connected to various resources in the community. I volunteer in giving back by sharing my message and testimony in hopes to be able to reach out to at least one person. God never wastes the pain. God never wastes the pain, never does. And then he says, I've been blessed since my release with becoming a father, a husband, and today I serve as senior pastor of Crisis to Christ Ministry. Hallelujah, glory to God. That is what a new day looks like, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone stand with me, please. Just stay locked in in this moment. If you would say, Pastor Ken, right now, boy, I am in a season of uncertainty. And if that's the season you're in, in this moment, I wanna pray 
with you and for you. Would you lift up your hand real high, real high. It's just a season of uncertainty for you right now. How many would say, Pastor Kim, what I could use? Man, I could use a new day in my life. I could really use a fresh start, a new day. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for this moment in time. And I pray that the heart of Christmas would get a hold of us, that your Holy Spirit would begin to move, and that, God, we would see that you are faithful and that you are with us and for us. You're the one sure thing in our lives, and you will cause everything to work together for our good and for your glory. And that, Jesus, you are the bright and morning star. And I declare that over every person, every family in this room. Jesus, you have the power to give them a new day, a fresh start, a new morning, oh God. The sun is coming up in their lives. We believe it. We declare it. We own it today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise one more time. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Be seated one more time as Demi comes to share with you a powerful song.
Would you stand with me, please? Would you let, Demi's a part of our cathedral family. Would you let her know how much you appreciate her helping us to celebrate? Thank you, Demi. In fact, Demi's going to be with us on Christmas Eve and Christmas. So we hope you can join us for the next couple of weeks. The journey continues. And then out in the chapel, if you don't, well, first of all, if you need prayer, our team will be down here to pray with you and for you right after service. So if you have prayer requests, please come up after service. Um, If you don't have to run out right away, there's plenty of time till the Niners play. (laughs) There really is. And I've got plenty of time till my team plays. So I got lots of time. So if you don't have to run out right away, go and experience Bethlehem in the chapel. And then Pastor Vaughn, I understand we have some things happening in the lobby. Hey, Pastor Ken. Yes, we do. We are live in the lobby right here at Cathedral of Faith. After service, please come out. There's going to be singing from Demi and Jessica. The children's choir is going to be singing. Coffee is going to be singing. We also have some amazing vendors. Please visit these vendors. They have some great stuff. You might even be able to get some of your Christmas shopping done right here in the lobby. We're so grateful to have you here. Come on out. Let's celebrate together. All right. Thank you, Pastor Vaughn. Yeah. I mean, bagpipers will be out there. It's just going to be a great time. So I hope you can join us. And also, if you have your app on your phone, make sure at one of the guest centers, go by and pick up your ornament. We'd love for that to be hanging on your tree this Christmas season. Did you know your love, Cathedral family? Yes. Amen. One more time. God is good. And all the time. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And every day when you get up and you see that sun, may you know that you serve a faithful God who is with you and who is for you. And because of that, we can have a new day in our lives. And I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you as you go.